Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? I'm maskless, Amy. You're maskless. You are indeed. In Nashville, Tennessee, the mandate has dropped. Five yes. o'clock this morning. I mean, I'm always maskless whenever we record this because I'm sitting in my office in right. my house. Right. So, so it's no kind need of to wear a, it in there. Yeah, it's not really that different from normal, but But the mask order and mask mandate in Davidson County, Nashville, Tennessee, was lifted today. It was a very fast change yesterday. Like yes, they had bit of a change. They had reinstated it, or I guess said it was going to stay, and then all of a sudden, it was gone. So yes, so we don't really know what that means yet, fully, because they they did say you know this is just basically the citywide mandate, but businesses can choose to you know enforce or enact ask, the yeah. mask requirement of their own. But the the question is what. Is that going to look like in another month when we get to the annual meeting? So we're about 30 days out right now from when everybody gets here. And I'm just kind of wondering, and I think we're all wondering really now, what is that going to mean in June? So we don't really know yet, but as we get closer, we may know. But we do know that the mask mandate itself is over. So I think that was the last COVID restriction guideline kind of citywide thing that we had. And now, hey, it's go time. Well, Here we the are. state of North Carolina has still not lifted its mask mandate. And, and the state of North Carolina doesn't have any gas either. That's correct. That's correct. I'm pretty much uh, stuck in my house right now. But um, I got a little bit of gas left in the tank. Uh, that seemed like best I can tell because I was in Nashville when it all started and was getting word from back here. And then I got back and it's there's not a lot of gas here. I think folks really panicked. So Yes, well, yeah. they panicked here too. Yeah. Which caused problems here, but Right. Seems we're okay. seems like it was a little worse for us, but yeah. I don't have a lot things of places. Things are going to stabilize. Go. I don't have a lot of places yeah, to go. Yeah, give them a few days, things will stabilize. We'll be back in our Yes. under underway. So, yeah. big weekend there in Wake Forest though. Got a graduation today. That's right. That's right. And uh, as you said as as we are kind of moving away from all the different COVID restrictions. There are three graduations in Wake Forest today, just because that's how they, you know, with with some of the different state restrictions, spacing those out. So it'll be a busy day for uh, the faculty, busy day for Dr. Aiken, who gets to kind of give his commencement address three times. Uh, He'll have it down by that third service. Yes. It's like the preacher preaching, you know, he's used to that and he's okay. He he definitely will. So um, I'm going to, I'll tell, I'll tell just a quick, a quick story that one year when uh, there were two graduations, which is in the spring because there's like the colleges in the afternoon. I'm not going to say which um, administrator, but an administrator that I know um, who hopefully will not listen to this in the afternoon graduation. Cause it's a long day. They have rehearsal the day before, then they have the morning, then they have like stuff to do and then get back in their regalia and go in. Um, dozed off on the stage sitting there and his wife happened to notice from the second row and uh her friend whose husband was sitting next to him had to like signal her husband and then he had to kick him it was a it was it was a really really great moment i'm not going to say who that was or which wife was totally mortified from the second row 
uh, but it was it was pretty fantastic. It's a long day, long day right. for these folks. So so basically, the the note to Keith this morning was don't fall asleep. <laughs> it's uh, let's pray, let's pray. So let's pray, yeah. pray it all okay. it all goes well. <laughs> okay, well, hey, we got some graduation news from three other seminaries that had graduations last week. We'll cover them in just a minute. One of those is our good friends over at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where you can get theological training you need and the hands-on experience to thrive in ministry. Wherever and however God is calling you to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission, Southwestern offers a degree path to equip you. Whether you are pursuing a bachelor, master's, or doctoral degree, Southwestern Seminary is here to walk alongside you as you live your calling. You can find out more at swbts.edu. That's swbts.edu. They get some of their eight-week summer classes firing up soon for their uh, online degrees. So that's something that we've talked about here on the podcast. So if you're interested in that, check that out over at Southwestern's website, swbts.edu. And uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show when we get to our discussion about graduations. But Amy, we start with the annual meeting coming hot and heavy soon, very soon, Amy. The SIN conference precedes the annual meeting, and they announced their lineup as well as some additional seating capacity and special guests this past week. This is fun, especially the special guests. I mean, the additional seating capacity, that just tells us that, um, man, there are lots of folks that are excited to come to the SIN conference. So, you know, this is, you and I have talked about this for years. It was a, it was kind of our dream. We would see how the SIN conference would get all these people uh, at later dates in the summer. And I realize this is just sort of a one-off year, but we're getting to see it come true. So uh, it's really going to be packed out, but Lots of speakers announced in the pastor's track, um, some that kind of jumped out at me. Uh, David Jeremiah is going to be on the on the docket for that. Greg Mott, um, Herschel York, good uh-huh. friend of the pod, Kevin Smith, Vance also Pittman, good friends, good friends of the, friends pod, of the yeah. pod, Nick Floyd. Yeah, Nick Floyd, Miguel Nunez. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about Miguel Nunez coming because he's a really, really big deal uh, in the in the Dominican Republic, very highly respected pastor. So uh, just re- really cool stuff. Women's track looks amazing. Uh, Donna Gaines, uh, Jamie Ivey, Katie McCoy, Sheila Walsh, uh, among, among some others. Young adult and student tracks looks really great. Shane Pruitt, uh, which that's, you know, obviously no surprise. He's the next gen evangelism director at, at NAM. But Benjamin Watson, I think that's pretty cool. Um, Robbie Gallaty, JD Greer, lots of folks. So this is going to be really good. I just want our wrestling contest between Robbie and, and Benjamin Watson. Can we, can we work that out? Well, maybe they'll do that. You should ask. I'll, I'll, I'll check on that. You should ask. Send something, yeah. So, uh, yep. So it's going to be really great. Limited seating also remains available for the Sin Luncheon, which features Matthew West and Mark Richt, which if anyone was paying attention on Twitter, uh, we should put it some, something on if we do like a bingo card or something uh, that someone should mention, say something to Mark Richt about uh, what Dean and Sarah did to his car. I think. <laughs> the, yes, did you I see did. that? I think they were actually, like he so, talked yeah. about it with him later they they know each other so yeah oh yeah it was great mark richt was awesome dean said dean put the whole thing on twitter it was like when he got out of his car he hit it with the door or something like that and then he was supposed to be introducing it's him one of that those night. where it's like hey kids so. be careful opening the door wham like well right there we go yes and they were in the car and there you go so amy one big thing to note though on the send conference the imb sending celebration has moved 
from 7 at night to 4.30 in the afternoon. So that is a big change from the original schedule. So we want everybody to please make note of that. 4.30, Monday afternoon, IMB Sending Celebration in the main hall. So the main sessions were, you know, Hall C and D in the Music City Center. You'll see the big red archway to walk in. It's right there. You can't miss it. So uh, that will be where the sending celebration is on Monday afternoon. So be sure 4.30, mark your calendars, be there at least for that. If you're coming in on Monday and you can't make it to the earlier send stuff, do register for the sending celebration Monday afternoon, 4.30. Also, for those of you interested in the pastor's conference elections, remember usually this is the pastor's conference. They have the officer elections for next year. We have one candidate right now, Matt Hensley, pastor out in New Mexico, and that is going to be during the afternoon session at like 1.30 on Monday afternoon. So a couple of things going on right there. Everything, again, at the Music City Center. Some of the stuff's going to go on over at the First Baptist Nashville right across the parking lot. But everything right there downtown. And be sure to note that change on the IMB sending celebration to 4.30. All right. Some sad news from Alabama this week, Amy. We've covered this off and on over the past few months, uh, starting back in December when we heard from Judson College that they were in dire need of some financial donations to keep the school afloat. Well, they were not able to meet that. Enrollment kind of fell, and they were not able to find a viable path forward. Uh, Their enrollment for the fall was down to only about 80 students from 145 this past December, and only 12 new students had been recruited for the fall And they are just not going to be able to meet the budget to keep the school open. They did vote last week to close the 183-year-old institution. They will work toward an orderly closing through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So very sad news out of Alabama. This is a very, very sad. And as someone who graduated from a women's college that actually is now, it's no longer a women's college. They kind of handled some of their concerns by going co-ed. But I do, I do hate it because I know that for the alumni, this is really sad to see their yeah. school close. So, absolutely, very tough. Um, some big news this week out of Southern California. You probably saw it online, uh, but Saddleback last week, the Saddleback Church, led by Rick Warren, out in Lake Forest, California, ordained three women to roles on their staff, uh, non-teaching pastor roles, non-senior pastor roles, uh, but women uh, were ordained in the offices of. Pastor of children, pastor of students, uh, like a middle school pastor, as well as uh, counseling. So uh, that created a little bit of discussion over women in the pastorate this past week. There's a story with some reactions over at Baptist Press. Kind of a, a noteworthy news item, uh, but we'll uh, kind of keep an eye on this story. I'm sure there will be more in the future on this. Some good news out of out of Texas, though, Amy. The SBTC has set up a $3 million endowment to benefit non-South state conventions. Yeah, this is really great. And obviously, Nathan Lorick, the new state exec, or I guess the executive director-elect, comes to the SBTC, comes back there, actually, having really seen the challenges of non-South states as the as he was the executive director of the Colorado State Baptist Convention. And so this is a way for uh, SBTC to do something that really helps those state conventions in some of the challenges that they face. It's called the State Convention Ministry Endowment. 
Yeah, it'll be funded with an initial $800,000 contribution from the SBTC Reserve Funds, and it is expected to reach that $3 million that I mentioned earlier with annual contributions. Uh, once that level is reached, they'll be able to provide $150,000 a year to invest in the ministries of sister conventions, including but not limited to church planning, evangelism, and revitalization. So great play there in Texas by the SBTC to help other state conventions around the country. All right, now we mentioned uh, graduations uh, going on at our seminaries. Last week we had graduations from Southern, Southwestern, and Midwestern. Start us in Louisville, Amy. So Southern Seminary in Louisville celebrated their 227th commencement, and they had 241 students that actually received degrees um, and walked across the stage, 325 total graduates. This was their first in-person graduation ceremony since December of 2019. So uh, some from 2020 actually returned to walk with the class of 2021, and then obviously some were not able to make it for various reasons. But 325 total graduates for the spring, and then it sounds like they had a great celebration with those who were there. Also, Boyce College held their 23rd commencement, and they had 158 graduates, um, 125 of them walking, and then 60 graduates from last year who participated. So uh, really special, really special of the for those. Um, they gave the Faculty Award, Finley B. and Luvenia Edge Faculty Award, to T.J. Betts, Professor of Old Testament Interpretation and my former Sunday school teacher. So very proud of Dr. Betts. Also in Fort Worth, Southwestern Seminary and Scarborough College celebrated 294 certificate bachelor's, master's, and doctoral students during their commencement ceremony last week. 210 of those were present. And so this was their first in-person spring commencement in two years. So very exciting time for all of them. Just really great to to be back together. A uh, great story in Baptist Press that even kind of shares a uh, kind of a special story about a PhD student who had uh, been through a number of challenges and then 17 years of study got to really walk across and get, get hooded there. So that's very special. Also, Midwestern had in-person commencement ceremonies as well. And so that was exciting for them. Uh, it was their 69th commencement exercises and they had 332 graduates. Uh, so very exciting. And that included a record 23 PhD degrees as well as 61 MDiv degrees. So uh, great, great times last week. And then, of course, as, as you said, uh, more this week, including the one in my town. So Another story related to the graduations this weekend. Unfortunately, right before New Orleans graduation, one of the students, Andrew Shira, uh, was arrested and being held at the Orleans Parish Prison on 10 counts of pornography involving juveniles. Uh, New Orleans said in a statement that they, as soon as they were made aware of criminal online sexual misconduct allegations against Shira, uh, they were in complete cooperation with law enforcement and have continued to cooperate with them as requested. Uh, we'll track the story, see if anything else is brought forward in that. Uh, and finally, some news, Amy, over at Baptist Press, we've got a new co-worker. We do indeed. Timothy Cox uh, began this week as a staff writer. So very, very exciting. Or actually began last week, but it it hit after we yeah. had recorded last week. So he is joining the BP staff. I was in Nashville this week, so it's kind of fun to be in the office with him. 
but Tim has been a summer intern for BP. He has done a lot of stories for us over uh, the years, just in you know freelance capacity. Uh, he comes from Virginia. I actually uh, know his dad from the years back when uh, Keith was a pastor, and his dad, Don Cox, is a good friend of the pod and uh, has worked for the SBCV for a long time, really done a lot to serve pastors and churches there. And so really exciting. Tim is a great writer and I love to read his stories and we are happy to join him as part of the staff. Good to have Tim on board. And uh, he's already been making some great contributions through his writing and his reporting over at Baptist Press. And that's going to do it for our news and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go back to 1951 as always, as usual during this time, New things were announced uh, for the agenda for the annual meeting. And as we shared about the SEND conference and all the different tracks that will be coming and some of the youth speakers, uh, in addition to the others, there was another youth night program that was scheduled for the SBC in San Francisco, June 23rd in uh, 1951. And there was going to be a testimony in word and song on the youth night, and the special speaker was Roy Rogers. Did he bring trigger? This is the, the what this shared was Roy Rogers and his wife Dale Evans Rogers had accepted an invitation from uh, Kearney Keegan. He was the secretary of Department of Student Work at the Baptist Sunday School Board. Roy and Dale were, were members of the Fountain Avenue Baptist Church in Hollywood, and uh, he had become a Christian. He had been one to Christ three years before that and was baptized by Pastor Evangelist Jack MacArthur. And so they were going to come to, I guess, the 1951 version of the SEND Conference student track. Um, And that just tells you kind of the culture and generations and times. I loved watching Roy Rogers reruns on PBS when I was growing up. So I think this is pretty cool and just gives us a little bit of picture. So this week, I just, uh, we were already talking about the speakers that would come to the youth. Well, they were talking about the same thing this week in SBC history, but instead of Benjamin Watson and J.D. Greer, it was Roy Rogers. Hey, they misspelled MacArthur's last name there because that is not MC, that's MAC, because Jack MacArthur is the father of John MacArthur. You're right. So That's right. Was he senior pastor at Calvary Baptist in Burbank, California. So I guess he was kind of the, the minister to Hollywood back in kind of the golden years of Hollywood in the 50s. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that'll bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is... My resource of the week is an upcoming documentary on PBS that is on Billy Graham. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to go with this. Yeah, and we have a BP story that Tim Cox has done. So this will highlight our new writer and and his work. Uh, But very cool stuff. And I am definitely excited and planning to watch this. Uh, So I think everyone else should look into it as well. Yeah, it should be Monday night on May the 17th. It should be on That's your right. local channel. I think it's so. either six or seven central. So it's seven or eight Eastern. You can do the math. Check your local listings. How about that? I don't know how to check local listings anymore. I guess you do it on the TV guide app, but I don't really have local listings anymore. Yeah. And I actually, I get mine through the app. So whatever your streaming app is. So check your local PBS station. I'll, I'll, I'll check into NPT here. 
in Nashville. And check that out on Monday night. That's really cool. All right, my resource of the week is the new annual statistical report from the IMB. Every year, IMB puts out a statistical report of their work around the world, and this year is no different. And it's some really encouraging news, Amy, some great news from around the world from IMB. We'll put the link to that in the show notes, so do check that out. I think it's over at the IMB website at imb.org. You can find it. Uh, They've got it highlighted over there. But the annual statistical report from the IMB. All right, Uh, that's going to do it for our show this week, Amy. We're getting really close to the annual meeting. If you haven't registered, haven't gotten your hotel you kind of need to do that. So we are uh, we're going to have a, a quite a crowd here in Nashville next month and looking forward to just an incredible time at the SIN conference and then the annual meeting. All right, yes, and we got a big preview coming up soon and we're going to talk about all the events that are happening including lots of women's events that I'm very excited about. So uh, we'll be uh, sharing those. Everyone needs to uh, start just as you get your travel plans ready. Uh, keep that calendar open so you can fill it up. Absolutely. All right. And, and don't forget, speaking of that calendar, IMB sending service now at 430 on Monday, the 14th of June. So don't miss that. We will see you there. And Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.